Oh man, I can definitely use some Harry Styles, especially on a Tuesday. That's a holiday. Uh, I still find uh, this holiday very uh, a, a holiday in February. I'm not used to a holiday in February yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm still getting around to it. So whenever I think of holidays, I start thinking of Easter because it used to be like that for a long time. Oh yeah, it was the first. It was the first time that you get a break uh, uh, in the year. In the year, yeah. So it it was always the holiday that I look forward to. So I was actually uh, someone had to remind me yesterday because I was a holiday. Yes, because uh, I was organizing something for them, uh, and they were saying, "But no, we can't work tomorrow." I was like, "What do you mean we can't work tomorrow?" They're like, no, tomorrow is a holiday. I'm like, yes, tomorrow is a holiday. Yeah. So I'm I'm still getting around to it. And I'm still here ge- you are at work. Uh, I'm still getting. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. Oh, we, uh, can't, we can't work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Uh, but how are you? I'm good, man. How are you living? How, how, how's everything you earned? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think a little bit tired, but I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't sleep well. Very. I didn't sleep very well last night. And I'm not sure, well, I'm not yet sure what it was, but I think it was a combination of things. But I need to find a better, like, work... Um, routine. I need to find a better routine. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, like, out of this world productive. But at the same time, it's very clear that I think the social part of my life also, like, takes so much from me that by the end of the day, whether it's because of work or my social life, I'm just exhausted. Uh, which, which parts of your social life take so much away from you? Uh, so I always have people over. Um, Why? Why, Dennis? Because I'm that guy. It's really just who I am. Um, and it, sometimes it also gets hard to blur the lines between what's work and what's social uh, when your work is with your friends, uh, quote-unquote. So, yeah, just trying to figure that D- out. Does work with your friends usually work? Yeah, I mean, I mean it can. It, it can. can. Has it, it can. ever worked for you? Yeah, it has. It has. It, it has, has worked for you. Yeah, I've had. I've had quite a few things that I've done. In, f- in fact, I've done a lot of work with friends. Right. I've mostly worked with friends. I, I I work with people I like. Yeah. Uh, but not necessarily really friends. Not necessarily friends. Yeah. Like I, I work with people I like for the most part. Yeah. So if I'm working with you for the most part, it means that I that, that I, I like you. Yeah. I like I like you, especially on things that are really personal to me. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's really it's really things that I I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, uh, I understand that it hasn't really worked out with friends for me. Yeah. Uh, people that have called my friends for years. Uh, when it comes to work, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. But I think there's also a very high temptation to, like, <clears throat> whether it's whether it's like to once you once you if I come to your house, yes, and I'm coming to work, the chances that we'll spend two hours talking about something very unrelated to work are also very high, and those chances are slimmer when you when it's not necessarily a friend. So for me, the reason why there's never worked out working with friends it's it's the productivity issue. Yeah. Uh, so w- a lot of uh, keeping each other accountable when it comes to the work becomes very difficult. Yeah. And and I, I don't know how to navigate that. It is it's complex. It's, it's complex. It's right? complex because you also it, it's a a friendship is a kind of relationship that's hard to go to someone and be hard to talk to them. Like, yeah. You know, you said you give this to me by by one p.m. Where is it? Which is something that you can do with everyone else. I I, I get that too. I get that too. I, I suppose it also depends on what you're working on. Does it depend, or is it's just it's it's harder with friends? You know what? Let's let, let's throw it out there. 
Uh, when it comes to work, uh, if you've ever worked with your friends, how has that worked out? Is, is it something that's easy to navigate? And what are some in a, in what ways do you navigate it uh, so that it works out? Uh, let us know on zero seven one nine one zero zero four zero four. Drop us a message, a voice note, or anything you'd want to say, including good morning on this number and we can get in touch with you. This is Msaiki. It's called Utando Luam. This one features black coffee. Oh man, I love it. 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 Coldplay BTS My Universe 624 on Capital Breakfast. Today's National Youth Day, Dennis. It is. It is. Celebration what, of me. Oh, what what comes to mind? When, when we think of uh, National Youth Day? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the demographics of the country. Uh, we have a big youth. Like, it's, it's a significant part of our population. And it makes it a very important part of the conversation always. It should always be a big part of the conversation. But what conversation are we supposed to be having? Because a lot of the times you then say it's a big part of the conversation, but what conversation Ooh. are we supposed to be thinking of when in, we think of that uh, we've got a youth, huge youth population whether yeah. in this country or in Africa in general. Yeah, I think it, it goes beyond just what conversation because I think there are a lot of different conversations that need to be had around them. But more than anything, I think it's the conversation around their empowerment. Uh, making sure that we continue to push the youth to develop in the right direction whether it's uh, reforms in our education system that allow them to, you know... Was it you I was talking about, like, the, the techno... No, it's not. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, it's not. Oh, it might have been crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, we're talking about the... Making sure that, for example, with the, the pass rates that we're getting uh, from our local exam boards now... It's me, it's me, it's me. It was you, right? Yeah. Yeah, fair. I knew that. But, anyway, <laughs> even with, you know, the kinds of results that they're getting, it's like figuring out that if... 80% of our students are failing at a sp- specific level. Are we losing 80% of our generation? Or are we finding other ways that we can cater to them? Um, figuring out how we can better reach out to them so that they feel heard. Um, yeah, but I, I think that conversation is, is, is a very widespread conversation, but I think it should be centered around the empowerment. There's a lot to be said around also when when you just think about uh, the youth now is synonymous to a lot of things. Uh, yeah. It's now synonymous to a, a digital generation. It's now synonymous to a certain level of behavior, uh, uh, a certain level of uh, uh, cultural erosion that's happening. Yeah. Uh, so people hear a lot of people saying, no, there's no respect. Uh, no, it's the way these kids dress. It's what they're exposed to. Yeah. Uh, but is there a conversation that can be had uh, between generations? And how can some of that conversation come to light? Because the generation that's before feels like they are not respected by the generation that, that's coming. And yeah. the generation that's coming feels like they're not understood or heard enough by the generation that's before them. Yeah. Clearly, there's a gap. Yeah. And and one today is one of those days where we can have that conversation. Mm. I think that th- that gap really does exist. And <laughs> I caught myself one day talking about I'm a 2000 uh, in the negative light. And I was like, you what, know what? What light was that? Uh, what take were you? I had I'd just seen a student. It was in South Africa. It wasn't here. But I seen a student that was uh, slapping their teacher in class. Right. Or after like some sort of altercation, like you've been told to go outside or whatever. And he decided to do that. I'm like, 
I, I could have never imagined myself doing that at the time that I was at school. And also in the six years that I was, well, in the 13 years that I was at school, I never witnessed that. I never saw a, a student uh, slap a teacher. But very quickly, I started to say to myself, this is exactly how the people that are older than me talked about us as well. Did the, they, did, did they though? My millennials. Mm. millennials the only thing that was very that that was uh, against us was that we we wear our pants below our waist ah uh, well it was a lot of things we wear uh, our t- pants figure mate yeah talk figure <laughs> mate no but it's 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 other things right it goes further than that now you have you know a big part of this of the population understanding things that were previously considered taboo and now it's like ah etc and just you know, in a, in a lot of cases, what that conversation is centered around is like the, expo- the different kind of exposure, like you were saying, where we genuinely consume so much international media. I grew up in a time where 100% local content was happening during my formative years, and I was forced into that. I, w- I was forced into that gringo, into that uh, Studio 263. And I think once that, like, that part of the fabric is gone, it, it's a lot harder but there's need to find other ways to do that and to find out what these people understand that we may not understand yet. What are these perspectives? What's the constant evolution leading to? Um, but I don't think people listen very much. People don't listen. Like, we don't have a culture of listening to the people that are younger. Wait, you think it's a cultural thing? I think it's a cultural thing. And I think you find it in corporate. You find it in schools. You find it everywhere. Where... right? And maybe... You know, they are, right, more often than not. But even then, you know, you talked about, you're talking about, like, the social media. They're, we genuinely have kids now that understand social media to the point where they could monetize it. But I'm going to YouTube. There's a gap that definitely exists between the youth and the older generation for the most part. It's a conversation to be heard. The older generation feels the youth are very disrespectful. Sometimes they don't listen. And they're just moving mad. And the youth also feel like they're not heard, they're not seen, they're not understood. But today's the one kind of day where we can have a conversation around how we can close that gap. Uh, in what ways can we make, uh, can we be more respectful as the youth? Can we have our ideas heard? And how, in what way as the older generation can you have the youth also feel understood but also pass knowledge? on how they can gracefully transition because they're not youth forever. Uh, they're going to be adults soon and that gap needs to close so that we can gracefully transition. Let us know on 0719-100-404. This has to be the song that made Natio the person that he is in a major way. I remember when he performed it live in one of those concerts that people were hosting during lockdown and it became a mass. I knew for a fact that this was going to be the song and when he released it, it went massively big, and I'm super excited to press play on it. The station everyone is talking about. The Capital Sports Brief. We love our sport. Uh, and in sport today, the Tuskers got their 2022-2023 domestic 2020 competition campaign off to a flying start with a thumping eight wickets triumph. Over the Eagles at Irish Sports Club yesterday, the Tusker side won the toss, elected to bowl first and managed to restrict their opponents to 76 for 8 in 13 overs after the match had been delayed start. 
They went on to finish at uh, 78 for 2 and 10.3 overs to take home the maximum points in the opener. Uh, you know, I'd really love to see like a, a big cricket scene in Zimbabwe, uh, like a, a local, like the club scene. If we could get that, I think it'll, it'll, you know, it'll be a big boost for the national team. People need to be competitive on the on the club side. Right. Yeah. Uh, and in netball news, so the Gems to resume their netball World Cup. This, the Zimbabwe senior netball team, the Gems, are set to resume their preparations for the netball World Cup this weekend when they go into camp in Harare. The 2023 netball World Cup is slated for July 28 to August 6th in Cape Town, South Africa, with 16 countries, including Zimbabwe competing the senior national team is expected to troop into camp on sunday february 26 at girls high school man the the gems are like proof that uh, if you can get if you can get your team going if you can get some talent going you're going to get the country behind you right. we have actually become a netball country when a couple of years ago i we had no idea but in football news in the afcon under 20 um that's happening right now south sudan lost 2 one to Congo and Uganda beat Central African Republic 2-1 as well. Uh, you can look forward to the Gambia and Tunisia game at 4 p.m. and Benin versus Zambia at 7 p.m. Support our Zambian brothers out there. Only other Southern African team outside of Mozambique at the tournament. Uh, and other football results, uh, if you care about the English Championship, Watford beat West Bromwich Albion 3-2. This would have been a Premier League game a couple of years ago. La Liga, Getafe beat Valencia 1-0 and... Uh, in the Serie A, Torino drew 2-2 with Cremonese. Uh, you can also look forward to today's uh, Champions League games as we have Enkrat Frankfurt versus Napoli and Liverpool and Real Madrid both at 10pm. It has to be an urban classic. It's Miguel, something called Adorn. 6.39 on Capital Breakfast. We're taking it easy this morning. Because you know why? It's a holiday today. So we're taking it a bit easy so that we can allow you to, 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 to wake up to it. To wake up to it. We're not on your our usual, good morning, and trying to get you up early and everything. But still, we have to do what we have to do. Good morning. How are you doing? What are you up to this morning? Are you now used or are you getting around to the idea that the 21st of February is now a holiday? Have you gotten around to that yet? One and on zero seven one nine one zero zero four zero four. Don't touch that dial. Yo, DJ. Drop it like it's hot. Harare's hottest. Drop it like it's hot. On Harare's heartbeat. It's six forty, which means it's time for big deal or nah. Basically, what we want you to do is to tell us if any of the stories that are in the press are a big deal or nah, based off of uh, weighing in on the detail, the facts. And of course, what how what, what the impact is like uh, on our society, right? Uh, especially in this great city of Harare. This one is in the Herald this morning. The headline is news tightening on around drug traffickers. Government will soon reveal the legal framework on dangerous drugs and illicit, illicit substances to come up with a deterrent sentences on con- convicted persons who often prey on young people with dangerous and banned substances. President Mnangago said this comes as the country today commemorates National Youth Day under the theme Drug and Substance Abuse. The threat to Vision 2030, every community has a responsibility. And the app's theme uh, that has become a rallying call in the war against drugs. It also comes as the police has launched uh, a blitzkrieg on drug lords, peddlers and abusers 
In the operation code named no to dangerous drugs and illicit substances, that has seen scores of drug suppliers being arrested. In a widening ranging in a wide ranging interview with Zimbabwean journalists on Sunday in Ethiopia where he was attending the African Union summit, President Nangagwa said parents should pay a proactive role to ensure that their children desist from taking drugs and illegal substances. He said if parents are unable to control their children, they should report them to the police so that the scourge of drug abuse is nipped in the bud. Big deal? Yeah, this is a big deal. I think the the, 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 the focus on cutting off the supply of the drugs, I think, is going to be where the war against drugs is won in this country. Uh, I agree, but I think it's a big deal. Um, well, what's a bigger deal is uh, the why uh, yeah. that behavior is now prevalent. If people can figure that out, because uh, it's not just a matter of supply. Yeah. It's also a matter of... Um, demand. Uh, the demand, yeah. yeah. What what makes the demand so? What's what's propagating this behavior? Yeah. Is it uh, the things they're consuming? Is it that it looks cool? Yeah. What is it? Uh, we have to... We have to get around to that as well because we can clean out the streets, of. Uh, but if people haven't changed their behavior, it's the not really... They always find a way. They will always find a way or find something else to abuse. So I hope you get around to that. This is also in the Herald this morning. The headline is government supportive policies spawn growth of dairy herd. Zimbabwe is moving towards milk self-sufficiency as the dairy herd has reached 39,000 with 21.4 million liters of raw milk produced in 2022, up to 79.6 produced in 2021. This was revealed by Lens Agriculture, Fisheries, Water and Rural Development Permanent Secretary Dr. John Basera recently. Dr. Basera said imports of milk powder has since declined by 17% over the period, dropping from 8, uh, 8.9 to 7.4 million kilograms. In the 2022 budget, Finance and Economic Development Minister Professor Mtulimuwe said, quote, In order to uh, augment the supply of raw milk, mindful of the need to revitalize the dairy industry, I propose to extend duty suspension on minimal, minimum quantities of milk powder from the year 2022. As the quid pro quo, Dairy, uh, dairy processors are expected to increase support to outgrower schemes with a view to build the stock of dairy herd in order to increase raw milk production. Furthermore, dairy processors are expected to increase uptake of raw milk from smaller holder farmers to revitalize the dairy sector. Professor Nube included a 5% levy on the value of imported dairy products. The funds would be uh, ring-fenced for recapitalization for uh, recapitalizing, I beg your pardon, the Dairy Revitalization Fund targeted at the growth and development of the dairy sector by increased national dairy herd and mm-hmm. competitiveness of the dairy sector supporting modernization and standardization of local milk production, said Professor Nubi. This is in the hello this morning. Big deal? Yeah, this is a big deal to me. I always feel like anything that's going to improve our BOP and obviously our GDP is going to be a big thing. And like moving away from spending money internationally, spending money on milk is always going to be um, a good thing for us. So I'm going to call this a big deal and I hope to see it in more sectors. Uh, This one is in the Herald this morning. Nama announces People's Choice Award nominees. Yeokai Kare Ngezeka, arts correspondent, 
uh, who's the art correspondent, says the organizers of the National Arts Merits Awards, the NAMAS, have unveiled nominations for the People's Choice Awards. In a statement, event organizers, the Jacaranda Culture and Media Corporation events manager, Tinashe Kitchen, said voting has started and will close on Saturday. Following the amalgamation of votes, the top five finalists were selected. From the 20th to the 25th of February, members of the public are now invited to vote for the winner of the prestigious People's Choice Awards, he said. Kitchen said the winning finalist will be announced at the NAMA ceremony, which will be held at the Harare International Conference Center this Saturday, the 25th of February. Prior to this final nomination, members of the public were invited to vote for their favorite artists from any genre and background uh, from February the 10th to the 20th. All practicing Zimbabwean artists are eligible uh, for consideration, including artists who are not nominated for the NAMA Award. This is in the Herald this morning. Big deal? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be exciting to see just the, the, the nominees for the award are Alec Macheso, Mark Ngwazi, Dokas Moyo, Freeman, uh, and the comedian Theophilus Chigumira. That's exciting. Yeah. It's 6.47 on Capital Breakfast. If you want to react to any of the stories that we got up now and you want to tell us whether or not they're a big deal or not, you can send a message to that number and we'll definitely read out that message or send a voice note. Uh, we can play that for sure. This is in the Ish Metro 4, named for printing fake money. Scores of fake United States dollars have been seized after police bust a gang which was printing greenback notes in Blaue. Four men are now in custody. The cartel includes the trio of uh, Obedience Musa, who's 23, Nixon Matienga, who's 37, Liberty Matzewanika, who's 33, who were arrested on Saturday at a hotel in Blaue. National Spokesperson Assistant Commissioner Paul Nyati confirmed the incident, uh, and they say that further investigation led to the recovery of a printer and some papers which were used to print the fake notes. Big deal? Uh... It- well, no, but like, why? Why are they printing so little money if they can just print money? What do you mean? As in, like, the total of this money is like twenty-six times. Okay, I guess the fifty dollars will make it quite a bit. But yeah, anyway, this like we do need to find a way to. I don't know. Like, are they machines? Well, what are those like things? Should they be more widespread? I don't know. So anyway, so no, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh. I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's enough money for it to be a big deal, and I don't think it's prevalent enough for it to be a big deal either. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a big deal or not, but I think I'll go with it's not really a big deal. Yeah. Criminals will always be criminals. Yep. Um, we'd have been worrying if we'd had a lot of a lot more reports around issues like that. But just uh, make sure you examine the money that you get, especially when transacting. You could get a fake note, especially if they're US dollars. Chaos's parents demonstrate against defiant headmaster. This is in the H Metro this morning. Parents clashed with the police during a demonstration against headmaster at Glenview 2 Primary School yesterday. They're accusing the headmaster identified only as Mbande of sexually harass of sexual sexual harassment and forcing them to buy him a luxury car. The parents disputed disrupted lessons as they demonstrated against Mbande. Police moved in to disperse the, disperse the parents and lesson resumed after the officers had encircled the schoolyard. Mpane must go. Quote, Mpane must go. We never agreed to buy him a GG6, as he claims. Go to a private school. One of the plaque cards read, uh, 
One of the disgruntled parents told Ishmetra that Mpande uh, recently lied to the media that he, they had agreed to buy him a GD6. Big deal? Uh, no, no, not really. But it's very interesting. Like, this guy's uh, issues are spanning from sexual harassments to forcing them to buy him a luxury car. Uh, I think they're going to to yeah, be honest. They, yeah. <laughs> they really want the guy gone, but they need uh, something. Added things. Yeah, yeah, they need added things. If you haven't agreed to buy him a GD6, then just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah, just, that's such a fair point. Like, yeah, just, just don't. don't, don't, don't buy the GD6. They just don't buy the GD6. Like, I don't know. This is in your regional news. Record South African outages to remain till Wednesday, Eskom says. In your international news, Japan aims to raise the consent from 13 to 16 in uh, sex crime overhaul. You can find this story on the BBC website. This. It's 7.16 on Capital Breakfast. Dennis, what are we on about this morning? Uh, today's Youth Day. So we're talking about the youth, uh, you know, and specifically focusing on the fact that there seems to be a disconnect between generations in this country uh, where, you know, maybe the youth in this country isn't treated with... Well, I don't know if respect is the right word, but maybe not given the opportunities that they're supposed to. Supposed to? Yeah. Uh, who's su- who's supposed to give you? I thought you're supposed to create space. You're supposed to create space wherever you are, so that you can start doing the things you're supposed to do. Yeah, but I mean, like an environment is created for those things to happen, and it it, it happens on so many different levels. It could be in the family business, where you know there's not enough of, uh, uh, you know, the the, the youth, <laughs> so to speak, in the family aren't being you, given. You, you did say it's a cultural thing. I think it's a cultural thing. I think we have a culture that just supports saying vakuru vanuakuru. You know what I mean? And they know better, and you're going to do whatever it is that they say. Mm. What do you make of this? 0719-100-404. That is the number two dial. Kudzi Sharara passes by with... Business Focus with Kudzi Sharara on the Startup Capital. Good morning, Kudzi. How are you doing this morning? Good morning to you. I'm all right. Uh, what's, what, what, what's, what's, what, you sound like you're in bed, Kudzi. What's, what's happening? I know it's a holiday, but come on. <laughs> I'm not in bed, but uh, yeah, it is a holiday. You're close to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on about this morning, Kuzi? How are we looking with the Zimbabwe Stock Exchange and what's the update? Yeah, um, you remember yesterday we were talking about uh, the market showing signs of turning and um, it uh, indeed closed positive, uh, uh, breaking the losing, losing um, uh, trajectory that it was showing in the last, last, of, uh, last week. Uh, so yeah, um, the OSHA index gaining 1.17 percent. The index are putting on 0.61 percent, and the small cap index uh, and the VFX, uh, however, close 0.88 percent. Stocks that recorded gains yesterday. African Fund continues to gain up by 14.97 percent so it's looking like um it's a trend every company that announces that it is going to the vfx it's going to migrate to the vfx uh starts gaining i think a lot of people uh, see that opportunity that they can actually buy an asset uh in zimbabwe in dollars 
and automatically that asset is converted into a US dollar asset. We saw that with Citco. Now we are seeing that with uh, with an African Sun. Uh, so uh, yesterday, so so far in the year, African Sun has gained 189.9 percent. It's now the top riser uh, on the market uh, since it announced that it is moving to the VFX. That's when it had a really good run there. But, uh, I saw that trend coming, and I to take some action. Anyway, um, <laughs> very chill. That was speculation, actually, because um, well, I, uh, yeah, African side. So one of those counters that I normally buy, but I saw that trajectory um, with the previous one, so I decided to jump in uh, early when it announced that it was going to move. Um, yeah. So anyway. ZHL putting on 14.29%. With ZHL, I'm not sure if I spoke about this one. So, there's, um, um, there's a company, the major shareholder is, uh, is, is called Gay River. That's, uh, the major shareholder. It's owned by the Radland family. I'm not sure as a family or it's just owned by Hamish Radland. You know, the owners of, uh, Unifreight. Um, and um, and and they they are the major shareholder in ZHL, and they are um, there is a transaction that is likely to take place any time from now. Uh, that is um, the, the sovereign wealth fund in Zimbabwe. That's the sovereign wealth fund in Zimbabwe, which is the sovereign wealth fund rather, which is owned by by government uh, for Zimbabweans. Uh, they are looking at buying um, buying Day River, which is also. A major shareholder in the NHL, and uh, and 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 the transaction is yet to be concluded, but uh, negotiations have since taken place. I know the Competition and Tariff Commission is uh, investigating this transaction or assessing this transaction to make sure that everything is above board in terms of competition. The uh, NHL is a major, one of the major insurance. Uh, firms in the country, insurance firms in the country, and they just want to make sure that since uh, government also owns um, also owns NASA, also owns other first mutual life uh, through various vehicles, they want to see whether uh, it's, uh, it will not result in uh, killing competition. So the Rachel major uh, one of the um, top risers yesterday up by 14.29%. And then uh, Dailyboard also picking on 13.92%, RTG 9.09%, and then Delta turning up by 7.95%. So that's how uh, things are looking like on the ZST in terms of the risers. The losers, CBZ, the biggest loser, 12.19% on the downside. Echo Cash down by 11.54%. Okay, Zimbabwe easing 5.05%. Nichols down by 5%. And then South Africa. Or also even by 2.43 percent, it hasn't been a good um, couple of weeks for Star Africa there. Then, uh, like I said, um, uh, Star African Sun is now the top riser for the year. Hippo followed by Hippo Valley, Feedcom, uh, Dailyboard, and Verichel. Uh Talking about Star Africa, yesterday farmers came out with a statement. You know, uh, there's been uh, uh, Star Africa has been complaining that. The price that they're buying raw sugar has since been increased, and that the terms are stringent. 
And the farmers, the sugar farmers, came out with a statement yesterday in the press saying that, no, our sugar is not expensive. They are saying that they are selling their sugar to South Africa at $631 um, uh, per ton. And they are saying the import parity price for sugar from Zambia is $632. And uh, they are saying, so our price is actually competitive. They are also arguing that the cost of producing their sugar is above $900. Uh, so they're saying they're actually selling to South Africa at a lot. What the sugar cane farmers are saying, I'm, I'm not sure whether that is true or not, because if you, the cost of production is at 900, above $900 and you're selling at uh, 631 why would you do that? You're not getting any subsidy. But that's what the farmers are saying in their statement that was in the, in the Herald yesterday. They're saying that they're actually selling uh, sugar at a loss to South Africa. And they're also saying that we are actually not getting any subsidy as, a, as, as farmers. So I'm not sure whether they are good Samaritans or what, but uh, that's what they're claiming. Uh, that's the sugar farmers from the low world saying we are selling it to South Africa. Even the conditions of selling, they're saying South Africa pays them. Uh, they've got a trading terms of about 21 days. And they're saying, look, uh, South Africa should go to the banks and get a, a loan if they think the 21 days are not good enough. And they're saying uh, uh, staff that should go to the bank and get a loan so that they can pay cash to us. Uh, yeah, so they, they were not uh, meaning their ways there. That's the sugar African farmer. So we'll continue to watch the developments in terms of uh, in terms of uh, sugar. Uh, the sugar sector, we know a lot of people like so profound and very sweet tongue. Look, what I know is I'm not sure if they are Samaritans or not. But what's clear is that there's Zimbabwean and they're good. Look, uh, in your regional markets, what are we looking at? Yeah, it's a mixed bag in the region, so profound. Um, um, stocks, by the way, positive. Those in, uh, those in Botswana, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Uganda, Nigeria, Tunisia, and Morocco, those were positive. And I think the Zimbabwe stock exchange is the only one that was above 1%. I think the Nigerian stock exchange was the closest one. It's a 0.78% gain. And then on the downside with markets in South Africa, that's the JSC, um, where um, ESCOM announced that they are likely to go uh, to stage 8. Uh, and, and a lot of people are saying that they are not coping with uh, stage 6. So stage 8 will be, will be even, even, even worse. But uh, yesterday, ESCOM announced that half of their power plants were down so they can produce 48,000 megawatts. And they are saying half of their power plants uh, were down yesterday. So that's um, and the JFC, I think, is speaking to that as well. Uh, other markets that are in the negative in Namibia, Zambia, Kenya, Ivory Coast, and, and others. But the biggest losers were those in Egypt, down by 2.96%. So that's how things went down in the region. And looking internationally, um, the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, gaining by 0.39%, whilst the FUS 100 was also positive by 0.12%. And then the S&P 500 uh, was down by 0.28%. Closing off with currencies, one year, that will get you 18.12 South African rand. It will get you 19.4, 0.54 
Zambia and Kwaja. Very soon, Zambia and Kwaja will be closing at one is to will be trading at one is to twenty. So it's a good time to be importing from from Zambia there because your dollar gets you more Zambian kwacha. It will get you six point eight seven Chinese yuan, zero British pound, and zero point nine three seven euros. So that's how things are looking like this morning. Are we looking with the international markets? Yeah, uh, so we 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 just went um, we just spoke about um, the international markets. Maybe just as a reminder that the structured dialogue is taking place tomorrow uh, at the HICC. And uh, you guys, I'm sure that I, I saw a, a letter from uh, Permanent Secretary in the Minister of Finance, George Guamatanga, inviting the media uh, to that debt restructuring. Maybe you guys should come there and, uh, and ask those pertinent questions that you always ask me to say, okay, where are we with this debt? Uh, why should we be paying the debt? And uh, what does it mean for the country for it to be able to restructure its debt and uh, and restructure its, um, because we are in areas we are seen as a bad debtor. We are not getting any funds from the IMF, the World Bank, and the African Development Bank. Is it important that as a country we should be getting this debt or we are good as we are not getting any debt. So those are some of the questions that we hopefully will be addressed tomorrow uh, when the structured debt dialogue that is led by former Mozambique president, uh, Mozambican president Joaquim Chisano and the current AFDB president uh, Adesina. So it will be interesting to see whether this time around we'll be able to, uh, to, to, to be able to structure something with regards to our debt as a country. Thank you so much, Kuzi. I really appreciate you. We'll catch up with you tomorrow in studio, yes? Yeah, tomorrow definitely. It won't be a holiday. Some of us are still, are still youth, so we need to celebrate. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and So I'm, I'm helping to look at those drug dealers and exposing them to the police. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Batman. <laughs> uh, look, uh, we, we, one more thing. Oh, th- there seems to be this gap around just uh, where the youth are uh, and where the older generation is. And there's a conversation to be had on how we can bridge that gap uh, because the older generation feels like the youth don't listen and the youth feel like they're not heard enough. Uh, what, what do you think are some of the things that we need to start paying attention, uh, t- attention to in line with that conversation? I think for a start, let's provide jobs for the, for the youth. Uh, we spoke about those numbers. Remember when we said we've got 2.5 million youth not in school. It's Fireball getting help from Chris Brown and Shinsia, something called Diana. Ahead of that, played you some Show Them Camp and Oxlade, something called Mine Alone, and also press play on some local music, the music of Saint Flo uh, and Sheba and uh, Baga, something called Jumanji. What a tune. It's 7.48 on Capital Breakfast. Around this time with Twitter Say Cash, especially on a Tuesday. Dennis, what are we on about on Twitter Say Cash this morning? Man, so on Twitter Say Cash for the next six weeks, we're going to be running through some case studies. Uh, we're going to be looking at some companies in and around the continent and in and around the country, uh, just so we can find out how other people did it. So today we're going to be talking about juicing, uh, and our case study comes from Sierra Leone. So juicing, the case study. 
Due to its location in the tropics, Africa is one of the largest producers of fruits in the world. However, due to poor processing and storage capabilities, a significant portion of the fruits harvested in Africa every year is wasted. In some countries, the situation is so bad that the fruits and concentrations are imported from overseas despite their local abundance. For example, did you know that Nigeria, which produces oranges in large quantities, still spends millions of dollars to import orange concentrates for its fruit juice industry? As a result of the widespread problem, Africa is losing out uh, on the huge and fast-growing global demand for raw and dried fruits, concentrates, juices, flavorings, and a wide variety of food-based products. In West Africa, a company in Sierra Leone uh, has created a lucrative opportunity out of this problem. The company is called Africa Felix Juice. In Sierra Leone, the Sierra Leone-based company that produces juice concentrates from mangoes and pineapples that are harvested across the country. The company buys mangoes from more than 4,000 small-scale farmers in Sierra Leone. It collects the fruits and takes them to do its processing faci- to its processing facility where they are processed. And processing is sorting them, washing them, and then crushing them into juice concentrates, the main ingredient for making fruit juices. By buying fruits from local families and farmers, uh, families and farmers, the company is creating value for millions of mangoes that otherwise rot away and go to waste every year. I like to say uh, creating value for mangoes. The company's mango and pineapple uh, juice concentrate are mainly exported to Europe where they are used to make fruit juices and flavorings for the food industry. These concentrates were the first major export from Sierra Leone since it came out from a devastating civil war nearly 10 years ago. So I, I saw this and I thought it was really interesting. So I went and I said, okay, what would it take to set this up? What are the processes? And like you remember that the processing is sorting, washing and crushing. So the sorting and the washing is obviously free. However, there's a crushing component to it. And I wondered, I went and I found out how much that machine costs. So you can get that machine from China, a manual version of it uh, that produces up to 5,000 liters a day. For thousand three hundred dollars, a thousand three hundred and eighty to be exact, um, and then after you've done that, then goes into the process of what do you do with the juice? Um, and I thought, you know what, the concentrates, right? They keep talking about the concentrates and how Nigeria is importing millions of dollars worth of concentrates every year. So I went and found out how this concentration works. So this is a very simplified version of it, uh, but the commercial, the more commercial versions of it will be. Not that much more difficult. But basically, if you boil water with sugar and the orange peel stirring into the sh- until the sugar dissolves, allow the syrup to thicken, uh, which takes about 7 to 10 minutes after it starts to boil. If you place a drop of the syrup in a plate, it should set and be firm. Remove from the heat, allow it to rest for about 5 minutes and then add the orange juice. Can you believe that that's how your fruit concentrates are made? Like your juices are made? So... Um, there are other like more natural ways of preserving which include like you can chill the fruits before juicing dip the fruits in hot water before juicing remove the pulps because uh, what you're trying to do is reduce the oxidation so if you remove the pulps then that also works you can lower the ph of the fruit as well or you could vacuum seal it or if once you've grown to a point where you're trying to be commercial you're trying to be on the shelf in supermarkets then you can like try and go for you know like your more industrial preservatives like sodium benzenate or potassium sorbate so this is a business that you could start for in and around a thousand five hundred dollars uh, top to bottom 
and you could be solving a big problem, including creating some jobs for people out in the rural areas. I want to see someone making majanje, uh, something majanje infused in my juice. I want to see all the local masau. Ma, let's get all of that and start producing products uh, that we can export or just consume locally. I agree. Uh, so how can people be part of this? So you can be part of this. Uh, we have a group where I'll be sending this information, but obviously you go in and do more of your own research. But I'll be sending this information to our WhatsApp platform, which you can find by going to the Cappy Talk Twitter account. So if you go to the Cappy Talk Twitter account, right at the top of the page, uh, you'll find a pinned tweet there. Uh, and if you click on the link on that tweet, it sends you straight into our group. I like that. Twitter say cash comes through every Tuesday. You can connect with us on 0719-100404 or link us up on the socials, which is Capital FM. Always, 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 always makes me feel some tap away when I play it. It's 829, Tammy Moyowega. I love it. On the line, we have Brian Stolle. Brian, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's so profound. How are you doing, my man? I'm good, so profound. Good to hear from you. How is Capital? Uh, Capital is fantastic. How is it at uh, the Zimbabwe Youth Council? Uh, we're good, thank you. Right now we are in Lupane for the National Youth Day commemorations. And um, yeah, we were excited about that. Uh, how's, how's Lupane? Why, why did you guys choose Lupane? Come on. Harare, we also got good things happening here. Come on now. Of course. But uh, you need to understand that uh, the president has got a mantra where he's saying we're leaving no one and no place behind. So ensuring that whatever we do, we go to the provinces, we go to different places, and, you know, we, we take development um, to each and every district and province. And also, we're going to be having um, such commemorations at provincial level as well. So we are coming to another definition. Uh, I love it. Now, how important is this day to the youth? Uh, the, surely they, they, there's a reason why it's on the calendar as a holiday. How important is it? All right, so you find that um, the youth constitute the majority uh, when it comes to our, our population as a country. And so it's important that we have a day where we reflect on issues that affect us as young people, a day where we, we, we also have leaders coming through, listening to the issues that affect young people, and also coming up with practical solutions. Because we can't continue with uh, you know, a, a thinking where we just come up with different policies without cons- consulting the grassroots. So it's a very, very important day in that it gives us an opportunity to be able to interact uh, as young people with the leaders of the country. Now, this year's theme is drug and substance abuse, which is a threat to Vision 2030. Now, every community has a responsibility. Now, how did this theme come about and what is the position of the uh, Zimbabwe Youth Council uh, concerning this and as you are driving some of these celebrations? you find that, uh, I'm sure you also appreciate the fact that uh, the country is witnessing a scourge um, of, of, of drug abuse, drug and substance abuse. Uh, a lot of young people are losing their lives. A lot of young people are going through, um, you know, difficult times because of uh, the abuse of drugs. And so last year, His Excellency President Idim Nangagwa uh, launched an interministerial task force to fight the scourge of drug and substance abuse. A lot has been happening since then. We have seen a lot of activities. And so this is just one of many interventions that the government has come up with to try and see, you know, what can be done that we can be able to deal with this issue of drug and substance abuse. So there's a lot that's happening um, in the background, as well as in communities, to deal with this issue uh, from supply reduction, um, demand reduction itself, as well as enforcement of laws, legislation that speaks against this. So 
this is one of the main challenges that is threatening young people and it also needs a concerted approach in, in dealing with the, the supply reduction is, uh, I guess, pretty straightforward in trying to cut out the dealers and, and, and uh, kingpins in that space. But how, what's being done on the demand reduction side? As Global Youth Council, we are also advocating for the establishment of recreational facilities. Because one thing you need to understand is that young people sometimes lack um, spaces where they can meet, where they can, um, where, where they can just have fun, you know, clean fun. And so it's important that we have that. And also ensuring that um, young people are empowered. As a council, we are currently running a program where we are helping young people to, to, to formalize their businesses, to formalize their hustles. This will also help them so that they can be able to apply for big tenders, they can be able to be in business, to trade with others, so that you know they've got something meaningful that they are doing with their life. So the moment that we look at issues of livelihood, um, the moment that we look at issues of recreation, you find that it will give young people less and less time to think about drugs and more and more time to do things that are productive. I love it. Now, uh, before we, we just close uh, this conversation, wrap it up, uh, I mean, uh, so we can allow you to continue the celebrations in Lupani. We had a conversation earlier where the, we were just talking about the, the, there's, the, there's a gap that exists between the older generation and the younger generation. The older generation feels as the young ones, we, we don't get it. We, we lack respect in a lot of those things. And as the young folks, we also don't feel heard, seen or understood. Now, as someone who's working with the Zimbabwe Youth Council, it's a, it's a conversation that we thought it would be important for us to have as the youth on how we can also start to uh, close that gap. Uh, what do you say about that gap and, and how can we as the youth close help in closing that gap? You know, I think looking at the vision of uh, his Excellency President Nangagwe, we can actually see how since um, the, the establishment of the Second Republic, that gap is being closed. We have got a cabinet, for instance, that is blended between young ministers and those who are, who are older as well. In most decision-making positions right now, you talk of your commissions, you talk of different councils, you talk of places where people are being appointed. We are seeing a blending of the young and the old. You find that the old come with a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom that we as young people need. And then we as young people also come with innovation. We come with speed. You know, we want things done and we want them done now. So as we work together, the older generation and, and the youth, we can be able to move the nation forward. So that we can be able to attain Vision 2030 of establishing an upper middle income economy um, by the year 2030. Um, through leaving no one and no place behind. So the young people need the older people, older people need young people. Together we can be able to move the country forward. Brian, you're a superstar. I wish you well. Please travel safe on your way back and enjoy the celebrations, okay? Thank you so much, eh? Happy National Youth Day. I hope you have a good one, all right? Also, we just want to say RIP to the great RG who have been his birthday today. Uh, he it's actually called the Robert Mugabe National Youth Day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and RIP to the man. And what a legacy. What a man. Tell you what, it's 8.50 on Capital Breakfast. We did well today? Yeah, we had a good show. We come back again tomorrow, 6 a.m.